Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the H&H Sports Podcast. I'm Tanner Hicks, joined alongside my co-host, Jackson Huey. And uh, we got a different episode planned for today. Uh, we're going to be reacting to you guys' hot takes on both the NFL and college football. Uh, just some a little different since uh, the offseason is kind of dead for pretty much everything except baseball. Um, just, you know, something a little dip, little bit different to spice up the podcast. We're reacting your guys' hot takes just to see what you guys think about uh, both NFL and college football. Um, let's jump into it, man. Uh, Jackson, what do you got? Uh, where do you want to start, college or NFL? Uh, we can start with the NFL. I, I didn't explain what we were doing. Uh, Jackson is going to read me um, your guys' NFL and college football uh, hot takes and, like, slash unpopular opinions. And I'm going to say whether I buy or sell that specific take um, and then elaborate on why I would buy or sell that take. So let's get started, man. We, uh, we can start with the uh, the NFL. All right. You ready? Yeah. All right, the first take I got is the Cincinnati Bengals lose in the first round of the playoffs and will not have another miracle run. It's a it's a valid point. I think teams are expecting Cincinnati to be good this year, where last year nobody expected them to be good. Uh, like you could say Cincinnati kind of like skipped a year in their rebuild. Like everybody thought this this coming year was going to be the year that they would be pretty good. Um, last year Cincinnati's one was like. One for the ages. We've never seen anything like that, where a team wins like two games, or three games even, and then comes next year, and makes a Super Bowl run as a as a four seed. It's it was something that we probably won't see again for a long time. But I could I could see that happening. Um, Me as well. Bit. Like it it easily could have happened last season. Um, even against the Raiders, I could easily have seen the Raiders um, winning that game. But, but they just refused to give Josh Jacobs the ball in that game. That's the that's besides the point. We're talking about the Bengals. Um, I do I do think that could happen. I don't really necessarily think that's a hot take. Um, people are people are expecting the Bengals to be better, uh, like 11, 12, maybe even 13 win team with the amount of upgrades that they've had. But I do think it's possible because the AFC, like we mentioned in our first episode, is stacked with talent. I could easily see some upsets happening in the playoffs. So. Absolutely. I don't. I don't necessarily think that's a super hot take, but I, I do agree with that. I'm gonna buy that. Um, I, I just think it could happen. It easily could happen with, especially with how stacked the AFC is. Yeah, I'm gonna buy that one as well. Um, I do. I mean, I could see them taking a step back, but at the same time, I do expect them to be pretty good. But I could see them taking a step back. Yeah, the AFC's loaded, so it anybody can beat anybody in the AFC. I think. Right. All right, and they'll have a they'll have a healthy Lamar too. The Ravens will so. Yes, let's move on to the college football take. All right, my first college football take I got was a group of five team will make the playoff for the second straight year. I'm selling that unless it's Cincinnati again. I'm definitely selling that. I don't I don't see any other group of five team even coming close to that like even if I did, they i did a little bit of research and i i was able to put together three teams that i think have a decent shot but the only team i really think has a real shot is cincinnati just based they on have, previous previous success 
Yeah, like right. that. That's how Cincinnati got there in the first place. They've they've come off of like three straight eleven win seasons, and the committee had no choice but to put them in after another undefeated season. So I don't really think another group of five team has the resume like that, unless you want to say like Houston, maybe who's coming off an eleven or I think twelve win season. Maybe Houston. The the individual that gave this hot take said that they did not have a specific team in mind. So. I don't know how you make that take then, <laughs> if you don't. My, my three that I came up with was Cincinnati at one, BYU at two, and Houston at three. BYU is independent. I don't really yeah, but, know. Or they're they're going into the Big Twelve in the season after this coming yeah, season. They're, so they're not Power Five. So I guess you yeah. qualify them as a group of five. Then that that's then you would count Notre Dame as a group of five team as well. Fair, yeah, that's a solid point. But I do see what you're saying as far as you know, like lower end teams. Yeah, the only team I could see doing that would be Houston, just based off a of previous success. And if they do go twelve and zero, Houston I think they can has, have. Houston doesn't have a very good schedule though. I mean, I looked at their schedule and the key games I come up with was at Texas Tech, at Memphis, and at SMU. Other than that, it's. I mean. You could say Cincinnati last year had a pretty easy schedule. I mean, they had Notre Dame. But I see what you're saying about Houston. Like, they don't have any games like that, like a Notre Dame and Indiana. I mean, Cincinnati has at Arkansas. They play at home against Indiana, and they go to SMU. Yeah, like, once you once you have – once you string out seasons like Cincinnati has been, the – like, college football is going to make your schedule even harder. That's what they did last year with yeah. Cincinnati. They – you know, they gave them the schedule, and if they, you know, won, won every game, they have a resume to make the college football playoff. They did just that. So I, the, the only team I could see doing that would be Houston, and I don't I don't know. Even if they do string out a 12-0 season, I don't think the committee would put them in over— I don't think so, just because of the schedule. I mean, Obviously, I, I, any of these obviously any of these three teams would have to go almost undefeated to actually even get considered. No, they would have to go undefeated. But if BYU could put together some crazy season and beat Baylor, Oregon, Notre Dame, and Arkansas, I mean BYU could, but they don't. They don't have that conference championship game to fall back on. I mean, that neither does Notre true. Dame. Or Notre Dame did one season in the the COVID year when they had when they were in the ACC. Yeah. But even then, they lost the game. But they they don't have that conference championship game to fall back on like every other group of five and power five conference does have. So a 13-0 Houston automatically has a better resume than a 12-0 or an 11-1 BYU team. So... I think BYU would have to murder teams on their way to an undefeated season right. for them to be considered. Like, it's it's similar to the like to the Baylor season in 2019. They were like 11 and one before their conference championship game and uh, playing Oklahoma. And people were like, "Does Baylor get in if they beat Oklahoma?" And like, most everybody was saying no because they didn't have. Like they had the schedule, they had the wins. Their only losses that season were to uh, Oklahoma, but they weren't killing teams. They were beating like a, a bad TCU team by seven in overtime. They were beating a bad West Virginia team like by single digits. They were beating teams like that by single digits. 
they didn't have the resume. They obviously had the record, but they just didn't have like the wins. So BYU would have to string out like they would have to murder teams on en route to a, a 12 and 0 season. I think it's the same thing with Houston. Cincinnati struggled last year to beat bad teams like Tulsa, like Tulane, like Navy. They they were struggling. And like the, the the good teams that they played, they they barely beat Notre Dame, which Notre Dame almost made the playoff in that self, so that's a good win. But they murdered like Indiana. They didn't murder them, but they beat them by two scores, I'm pretty sure. And they murdered SMU when they got the chance to beat them. So that's how they make the playoff. They won the games that counted by a lot. And that's what teams like BYU, like Houston, even like Cincinnati again this year need to do. Yeah, I think, like like I said, I think Cincinnati is the only team with a real shot to actually do this. But just based on previous success. Just based on previous, yeah, right. They they already have it set up. So yeah, I'm going to sell that because I don't don't think a team can – yeah, I don't, that. So. I, don't, I don't really see. It. I don't see it happening, but I mean, who knows? It, it'd have to be a miracle for yeah. something like that to happen. All right, moving back over to the NFL. My the NFL takes I got weren't really just hot, you know. So this one's Buffalo Bills won the Super Bowl. It's more of a prediction than a hot take. And I'm gonna I'm I I could buy that one. I could too, simply just based on I I I think. The Buffalo Bills are the best team in the NFL, um, and that's exactly. just like falling back on like best team wins Super Bowl uh, thinking. Um, yeah, I do think the Bills could win the Super Bowl, but who knows? Maybe they go back to their '90s roots and just go 0-5 in Super Bowls. Um, but I, I do think it could happen, just based on the Chiefs getting weaker. Like we do, we we would we were saying earlier that the AFC is just loaded. But they're like the the teams that have been good have gotten worse. Like Kansas City got worse, um, but like Buffalo is gotten better. They they bring in Von Miller on defense. They bring in uh, they keep they they keep their guys. They draft some good players. I do think Buffalo is the best team in the NFL, and I could definitely buy that take saying they do win the Super Bowl because I even with losing Brian Dable at offensive coordinator, that that offense under Sean McDermott is still going to stay the same. So I still think that powerful offense and that the number one defense from last year can still stay pretty good. And I I, I could buy the Bengals winning the Super Bowl. The Bills. Or Bills, sorry. <laughs> All right. So back to college. The Heisman will go to a defensive player for the first time in over 20 years. I'm going to sell that just based on it being 20 years since it's happened. Yeah. Like the closest that like the – uh, Aiden Hutchinson came in second in voting last year. Um, Chase Young came in second. I'm pretty sure uh, his year. The only I do have th- I have three candidates that I put together, but the only real option here is Will Anderson Jr. from Alabama. Ah, uh, that might change my mind if he has a, even like if he breaks Alabama's sacks record, he has a legitimate shot at winning the Heisman, in my opinion. If he puts up like twenty sack, he broke the all time record for TFLs last season. If he still, if he has another if he has another year or even a better year than he had last year, it's a real possibility that Will uh, Bro, so. I wasn't even thinking about Will Anderson. I might have to buy that now. <laughs> Just Will Anderson's a monster, bro. He's gonna be the best player in the draft could, class next year. He could be the number one pick in next year's draft. If that was a hot take, I could easily buy that, bro. Like 
Will Anderson Jr. is so, so, so good. He's going to be the best player coming out of the draft last year, next year. I, he, he, last year, he broke the, the NCAA record for TFLs in a season. I don't think many people realize that happened. Like he had like thirty two and a half or something, and if he if he comes close to like twenty sacks, as and even a like as a sophomore, if he comes close to like twenty sacks and even like half of the TFL production that he had last year, I easily think he could be invited to New York for the Heisman like trophy ceremony. But he arguably should have been this past year. He should have been like easily. That's no argument. He easily should have been. But I I don't know if that's gonna happen. I'm in between on this one. Like the only the only person I could see doing this is Will Anderson. Is Will Anderson? But I don't know, man. I I I I'm more confident in saying that Bryce Young will go back to back than I am in a defensive player winning one. Right. So I'm gonna sell. <laughs> I've I've convinced myself to sell. Yeah, this my one. other the other two that I was able to put on this list is Colin Oliver from a defensive end from Oklahoma State and Jack Campbell, linebacker from Iowa. But I think it, ha- it had to be a. It had to be. I a think the only real option is um, Will Anderson Jr. Yeah, it had to be a, a pass rusher. Just like sacks are just they just look good and people value that. So if it would happen, it Will Anderson Jr. would do it, but I don't think it will. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. So I'm I'm gonna sell. I'm, I'm like I said, I'm more confident in Bryce Young going back to back in Heisman. Than I am in a defensive player winning it. Not saying that Will Anderson Jr. is like bad. We've been raving about how good he is. I just don't think it's going to happen. All right. My next NFL take is Justin Herbert finishes top three in the MVP race. I could buy that. I could yeah, buy it. Yeah, I could see that. I'm, I'm going to buy it simply because Justin Herbert's gotten better in each of the two se- like after each of the two seasons he's played. He's got good weapons in LA. Like he's been. Like he's had what thirty touchdowns the past two seasons, and he he hasn't had a defense. Yeah, he hasn't had a defense. The run defense for the Chargers last year was abysmal, but they've they've worked on that. If he has that defensive support, the team could be good. But we're talking about MVP voting, so I I, I do think Justin Herbert could be a, a top three candidate for the MVP because he's he's so good. He's got plenty of weapons. They brought back Mike Williams. He, they extended him. They still have Keenan Allen, who's a top ten receiver in my opinion, and you know they have a they have a good offensive line. They have Eckler in the backfield. I easily think, yeah, Justin Herbert. That I'm I'm buying that Justin Herbert easily could be a top three MVP candidate next year. Yeah, I'm I'm about as well. All right, my next college take is the Tennessee Vols win the SEC East. Sell. <laughs> yeah, I'm so I'm selling as well. They do have a lot of they do have a lot of talent coming back. They have every as long 15, as. As long as Georgia is in that SEC East, I'm, <laughs> I'm not taking anybody else. Yeah. I, for one, wonder if Georgia will take a step back, look, granted, or knowing how much they lost on defense. And I'm not a real – I'm not real high on Stetson Bennett. He's a national championship winning quarterback. He is a national championship winning quarterback who had the best defense in the country. He didn't really they didn't really do a lot on offense last year. They didn't, but they didn't that really That defense carried to. them through the whole season pretty they much. They didn't really they they didn't really need to. As long as they have a good defense setting them up with good field position, you don't really need a good offense. A good defense will always have 
a good offense just based on field position in football. So right, I like I don't think they need a good offense as long as they had a good defense. Like they're obviously I don't think anybody's expecting them to have another historic defensive season that they had last year. But all I'm saying is I don't as long as Georgia is still in that division, I'm not taking anybody else. I don't think I don't think it's as far fetched as it seems. Like I was saying, Tennessee returns 15 starters, four of their five offensive linemen, eight starters on offense. Um, they return the SEC leading receiver in Cedric Tillman. And then Hendon Hooker, obviously, and they're running back Jabari Small. So, I mean, the big concern for Tennessee is the defense, defense is out of the ball, in my opinion. Yeah, Tennessee really couldn't – they really couldn't stop anybody. Like, when they played a good offense last year, they were letting them get points. They were no, they weren't, right. like, they weren't pushing back at all. Like, if you were a good offense, you were scoring against Tennessee. But the reason they won... They you know, outscored everybody. Yeah, the reason they won seven games last year was because they outscored. Um, the, the, I will never forget the, the Tennessee-Kentucky game last season when Kentucky had over 45 minutes of possession... Tennessee had 15, and they still won that game, scoring almost 50 points. I that might be the craziest game I've ever watched in my life. Just Kentucky controlling the ball, like playing amazingly on offense on time of possession, and they still lost the game with over 45 minutes of possession. Like in any other, like in in the NFL, that's a blowout. That's like a 35 to nothing blowout. But most comes, times in college, it is. It, like. Anything can happen in college football, and Tennessee won that game with 15 minutes of possession time. It, it's still the craziest game I ever watched, but still don't think they're winning the East. <laughs> Just yeah, I don't, I don't Georgia, the East. but I think I think they can put together a compelling case if I was, if you will. Florida last year was obviously like bad. They still made a bowl game, but they were bad. <laughs> um, they bring in a new head coach, Billy Napier from Louisiana. But I don't think Georgia's going to be that good. Uh, Kentucky, I don't see them winning 10 games again. But I still think Kentucky could still be good with Lil, Will Levis getting Heisman hype for some reason. And they, they're they returning most of their players. Um, the, the East is pretty good. It's top-heavy, but it's pretty good. I, I don't think Tennessee will be better than like even maybe even Florida. Like I understand Tennessee has been good. That that's a hot take. I don't think Tennessee That's a hot take. I don't think Tennessee's going to be better. That's a hot take in itself right there. They did fire their defensive coordinator from last year, which I think was the reason they were losing so much. And uh Emory Emory Jones is gone. Emory Jones is gone. I got my own hot takes, man. Florida's going to be better than Tennessee. <laughs> Is that a biased opinion? No, I just think Florida's better. <laughs> All right, moving back to the NFL, we got Jerry Judy to win Comeback Player of the Year. Who would um, be his competition? <laughs> um, I guess the likes of Michael Thomas. Oh, Mc- yeah. Christian just, McCaffrey, Baker Mayfield, maybe. Um. Just based on the top two that you said, I don't. I'm not going to take that. Like, yeah, they bring in Russell Wilson. He's going to have a good quarterback to throw to him. But Jerry Judy, unless he puts up like top tier wide receiver yards, like even catches like 100 catches, 1500 yards, and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, but 
I'm going to sell this take. I am too. Just it's Jerry Judy. Not saying he's a bad player, but it's it's Jerry Judy. Like I think yeah. if Michael Thomas plays another snap of football, he'll probably win it just having a decent season. Even Christian McCaffrey, if he even has an okay season, he's going to win if it just can, based off if his he name. He can make alone. it past week 4. Yeah, just like those top two guys that you named, just based off their name alone, if they have an okay season, they're probably going to win it. And maybe even like Derrick Henry could probably win it. Yeah. Daniel Jones was on that list too. <laughs> Daniel Jones, man. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah, I'm selling that. Yeah, me too. All right, back to college football. We got South Carolina Gamecocks win eight plus games for the first time since 2017. I'm going to buy that one. I'm going to buy it, too. Um, Spencer Rattler is definitely getting underrated since he's transferred. Um, they have a, they have still, a good, He could still be a concern, too, as well, though. Oh, yeah. He, he plays uh, – you, you saw last year with Oklahoma, he plays way too much hero ball. Like, it was a, the same concern with Zach Wilson coming coming into the draft. He plays, like, way too much hero ball. He, he like, he ad-libs too many plays and just, you know, he creates chaos when, like – there's not even chaos there. Like you, you saw that with like Oklahoma. I remember the first play of Oklahoma's season on offense. He threw an interception <laughs> against Tulane. So they almost yeah. beat Tulane. Almost beat Oklahoma the first game. Like, I, forgot, I forgot about that. Yeah, that was that was a crazy game. Tulane four four win season almost and, came with a win against Oklahoma. <laughs> and Oklahoma was ranked what number three at the time? Four. Top three at least. Top um, five. I know. Yeah, uh, yeah. There are obviously Spencer Rattler's concerns, but he's got a decent team around him. He had uh, I forgot the tight end that transferred with him from um, Oklahoma to Carolina. Was it I forgot. Sto- it. I can't. Stogner? I can't think of his name. But that, South Carolina also does have another tight end that's pretty solid. I'm I'm gonna buy this one. I think uh, like like we said, the SEC East is pretty top heavy. So I do think they could win eight plus games. You know they won they won seven last year. This will be this will be year two of Shane Beamer. Um, they won seven. They went seven six last year. I didn't even realize they won that many games last year. I didn't really either. Did you? Do you know? You want to take a guess at what their projected win total was for last season? Four. Three to four games. Three I mean to four that's wins. fair. In a stacked SEC se- with won, a new head they coach. They won seven games. That's pretty good. Their projected win total for this coming season is five and a half. I'm definitely, I'm definitely taking the over on that. I, I do think, like, I do think they could win eight games, win a bowl game, make it nine. I'm, I'm gonna buy that just based on how cool. much better they got. And Shane Beamer, like, everybody seems to be bought into Shane Beamer as head coach, and he seems like they, a, um, a player's they coach. Return, they returned their whole offensive line, which that offensive line was awful last season. They allowed like 31 sacks, but and so that's a concern. And then the defensive line is a concern because teams ran all over them last season. Yeah. And I mean, the pass defense is not a concern. I mean, I mean, I'm not, I'm saying it's not a concern, but they got a pretty good pass defense. Um, but yeah, I think the O line and D line and Spencer Rattler are their main concerns. Yeah, uh, I I think they got substantially is probably a stretch, but they, they definitely got better from last season, bringing in obviously the big transfers uh, from Oklahoma and like all the recruits that they brought in and Shane Beamer, everybody having a, a, a season under their belt with Shane Beamer and everybody seems to be bought in 
uh, with him. He seems like a player's coach. So I, I do think South Carolina will be better. Uh, and I will buy into the to the eight wins. I, I think they could be pretty good. Like like we said, the SEC East is pretty top heavy. Like, I, I feel like a lot of people are sleeping on South Carolina. They are. But I mean, uh, it is South Carolina. I mean. But yeah, but like, even with the like the past like, I don't know, few seasons have been, they've been pretty mid. But that they do have a winning culture over there at South Carolina. They've historically been a very good program. Over there, remember the clowny days when they were winning 10, 11 yeah. games every season? Yeah. And not too long ago, they were winning, you know, they, they consistently string out just seven, eight wins pretty much every year. Just the past couple of years have been, have like, you know, scared people away. Like they'll win four games and just people will forget like how like consistent they've been. So I, I will buy into the, to the eight win projection. They just got a winning program over there. Yeah. All right. Moving back to the NFL. It's more like like just like earlier or all the rest of them really. It's more of a prediction than a hot take. Josh Allen will win MVP. I mean, you could say it's a hot take. Just saying anybody will MVP will win MVP is a hot take. Yeah, especially to NFL yeah. Twitter. But I mean, I I definitely could buy it. Just like the same thing we said about the Bills earlier. They're just a good team, and yeah. if Josh Allen has a good season with like. Uh, the Bills having a good a good season as well. I think Josh Allen could win MVP, but like you still got Tom Brady, like you still got Aaron Rodgers. You're still Mahomes. I don't know about I don't I don't think Aaron Rodgers. There's no way he goes three three in a row though. I mean, if he does, bro. Now I'm not about to say maybe, he has maybe, like, he, maybe maybe then he'll get that 99 Madden rating. <laughs> I'm not about to say he has like a conversation to be the goat. Cause nobody does, but Rogers, if he wins MVP this season, I don't know what to do with that man. Like without yeah. without Devonte Adams, with Alan Lazard being your best receiver, I, I mean Christian Watson could break out. He could. Who knows? Maybe he has a Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase type of rookie year. Like with uh, Aaron Rodgers at quarterback, it could happen. It but could very well happen. I'm gonna buy it just based off of. Josh Allen being good and the Bills, and the Bills being, being good. so good, yeah. It's I feel like that's just a cop out answer with him being the favorite so far. He said like his breakout season in 2020 and him building off of that in 2021. Like people like oh, Josh Allen MVP season coming up. But I mean I I definitely will buy it just because I think it could happen. But it's just that you know that cop out like oh. Best the quarterback on best team win highs or win uh, MVP. Yeah. I, I I'm gonna buy it. Just I'll buy it. It's it's a boring buy, but it's a it's a buy. All right, you ready for this one? I don't know if I am now. <laughs> My last college football hot take is the Alabama Crimson Tide missed the playoffs. It um, is a hot this, take. This person specifically said losing to Texas and then losing again to Ole Miss or take or Texas A&M causing them to miss. Ah. Uh, this one swept me off my feet. I I'm going to sell it. <laughs> Just you have to sell it. That the only reason they haven't made the playoffs like the the one season they didn't make the playoff 
ever since it became a thing because Tua was hurt and Mac Jones threw two pick sixes against Auburn <laughs> and they lost. So stuff something like that would have to happen for them to miss the playoff. That's why I'm gonna sell because I like and like a super big oddity would have to happen for Alabama to just completely miss it because yeah just they're 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 guaranteed every year stamped to win 10 games and then like they win that tough game or two every year and then they win 12 games and then they're in whether they lose the sec title game or not so i'm definitely gonna sell that because alabama's way too good they're way too good coach like it's like an odd 2019 season type of like thing would have to happen for them to miss it but yeah that was when i got that one i was like wow see that's the type of hot take i was like waiting for oh josh allen will win mvp oh i was waiting for the the alabama's gonna win five games coming out of your mouth (laughs) (laughs) i was like i I didn't get that but i did get they were gonna miss the playoffs I, I like. I just want some spicy takes, man. These are all mild sauce takes. I want like the Carolina Reaper takes, man. <laughs> That's all I got. Hot take wise, that take segment didn't take as or yeah didn't take as long as we thought it would. So we're gonna play uh, who he play for NFL edition to keep on the you know the whole football theme of this episode. Uh, so I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna ask Jackson and uh, like. I'm going to give Jackson a random NFL player, and he's going to tell me the team that he plays for. Um, and he's going to do the same for me. He's going to give me a random NFL player, and I'm going to tell him the team that he's placed for. This is a this is a pretty fun game. If you've watched Inside the NBA, uh, that crew uh, plays it sometimes. Like, what team does this like random bench warmer play for the NBA? Uh, I think this will be a, a fun game, uh, especially with free agency just happening in the in the draft. We like teams or players switch teams, so I'm ready. What team does Jacoby Brissett play for? The Browns. Yeah, that was kind of a an easy one. Little lob, the first. <laughs> All first right, one. so here we go. What team does Jeff Wilson play for? Uh, San Francisco. You got it. Let's go. He gets carries because all their running backs get hurt every year. <laughs> That's why I know him. Andy Dalton. Oh no! Hold on now. Is he unemployed? No, he's on a team. Um, I'm not going to give you free agents. <laughs> he's not a cowboy still. He hasn't been a cowboy for a minute. No, he was on Chicago last year. Yeah, I know he's on Chicago, but he's not there no more, is he? I don't know. Is he a bear? No, he's not. I didn't realize he got picked up. Yeah, he's on a team. (laughs) I can tell you that. He is on an NFL roster. Just which one? I don't know. I have no clue. He plays for the Saints. Yeah, I did not know that. New Orleans. I feel like I did know that, though. What team does Jamar Jefferson play for? The Lions. You got it. <laughs> Detroit football. All right. What team does Marcus Williams play for? Free safety on the Saints last year. Wow. NFC? No. <laughs> so it's AFC. Um, 
Don't just start guessing teams because you don't know. Yeah, I'm not. I'm really trying to think. Yeah, I don't know. The Ravens. Am I about to sweep you, bro? You probably are, honestly. (laughs) What team does Isaac Rochelle play for? Oh, he's that TikTok guy. He plays for the Browns. Dang it, man. I was thinking of Robert Rochelle, and I was about to say the Rams, the the corner for the Rams. (laughs) But... Isaac Rochelle, he's that guy on TikTok. He like yeah, I didn't even see him on the list. He's, his name just popped in my head. Uh, yeah, he plays for the Browns. Yeah, he he, I knew he just the, I knew he just signed to the Browns, so that's why I asked him. Yeah, he played for the Colts last season. I'd be following. All right, I got a good TikTok. one. I got I got a good one. Tyrod Taylor. He's a giant. I, see, I told you that'd be one that you knew, but I you didn't about, know. I talked about. I was talking about him the other day. He's breathing down Daniel Jones' neck. I mean, bro, I knew that. I knew that would be one you knew, but you didn't know freaking Marcus Williams. That is gonna end this episode, everybody. Uh, we appreciate you guys listening. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the YouTube channel. Follow us on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Spotify. We're everywhere that you get your podcasts, uh, and also on YouTube. Click that notification bell so you guys never miss when we drop an episode. Uh, We appreciate you guys listening. Uh, We'll be out next Tuesday, and uh, we'll see you guys then.